Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, here's Justin Eggery and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20% Need his name up in lights. He just wants to be heard. Whether it's the beat of the mic, he feels so unlike everybody else alone. In spite of the fact that some people still think that they know, but no, he knows the code. It's not about the salary. It's all about reality and making some noise, making a story, making sure his click stays up. That means when he puts it down, talks picking it up. Let's go. Who the hell is he anyway? He never really talks much. Never concerned with status, but still even in starstruck. Humble through opportunities, given despite the fact. The many misjudge him cause he makes a living from writing rats Put it together himself, now the picture connects Never asking for someone's help, but to get some respect He's only focused on what he wrote, his will is beyond reach And now it all unfolds, the skill of an artist This is 20% skill, 80% fear, be 100% clear Cause Ryu was ill, who would've thought he'd be the one that set the West in flames And I heard him wreck it with the crystal method, name of the game Came back, dropped mega death, took him to church I like bleach, man, Ryu had this Stupidest verses, dude, is the truth. Now everybody giving them guest spots and stocks for the roof. I heard from what that's got. 10% luck, 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of will, 5% pleasure, 50% All right, it is 11.07. Thanks for being with us. Wes Moore, Justin Acre, and HB in for Christian. Wishing him a quick return. We need a question of the day today, Wes, and let's come up with something here. Man, um, yeah. Do you think Morgan Wallen was actually didn't lost his voice, or do you think he's full of crap? I, I was going to go with, uh, do you think the Diamond Hogs make the NCAA tournament? Relax. <laughs> um, Will they ever win again? <laughs> Do you think they go 0 and uh, what, whatever's what, uh, left? 15, 18, 0 and 12 the rest of the way in conference? I can't believe there's only 12 games left. Four series. Crazy. Hey, A&M comes in playing hot. They've won their last, I think they've won their three series in a row, mm. and they are just two games behind Arkansas. Great. The Red White Report is brought to you by Big O Tires, with locations in Conway on Harkrider and in Cabot on Prospect Court. Big O Tires offers an endless selection of wheel and tire combinations. Big O Tires, they have everything you need to fit your budget and style. All right, so listen, we've already alluded to it. Arkansas did not win the series against Georgia, did not win a game against Georgia. I did not see that coming. Nobody did. No. Also didn't see Tennessee sweeping Vanderbilt this weekend. So, you know, it's baseball, but still. A couple of missed opportunities for Arkansas, and they got outplayed in the second game. Did you hit anything when they, uh, Georgia hit the grand slam? No, I told you I was in the car. I didn't no, that's the question of the day. Because I hit my steering wheel, and I hit it so hard when I was driving, my horn honked. And my daughter's like, what are you doing? I was like, they just hit a grand slam. She's like, you're kidding me. And I'm like, no. She's like, but did you have to hit the steering wheel? And I'm like, yes, that made me feel better. Uh, Morgan Wallen's going to be the question today. I'll take care of it. Um, <clears throat> did you hit something? Come on, Wes. Grow up. Uh, anyway, Arkansas got swept in Athens. Falls to 30-10 and 10 on the season. 11-7 and 7 in conference play. And they lose, as Wes alluded to. On a grand slam and then a solo walk-off against Georgia in the ninth after leading 8-4. to four. Yuck. Cue the puke sound effect, Wes. <laughs> Thank you. That's very good. It's really good work. You've heard that enough. Yeah. Let me see. Try it again. <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good rendition. Thanks. Dave Van Horn does not throw up in this clip, but I'm sure he wanted to at times this weekend. We're just trying to patch this thing together until we can get all of our guys back. We just got to win enough games to, you know, to get to a get to a playoffs or a regional. Um, and you know, because we're talking, there's going to be a lot of conference games played with, without our guys, and, and we've got to find a way to win. Yes, you do. Uh, next up again, Arkansas will be on the road tomorrow against Missouri State. 
Maybe. Is there a weather issue potentially? Yeah, weather issue. Would you hate if they got rained out going to Springfield? No. I wouldn't either. I'd be okay. Uh, Arkansas softball, better news. And by the way, we'll talk more baseball with Bubba Carpenter in a second. The number 12 Arkansas softball team went to number 20 Kentucky and won two out of three. Game one, they uh, won the game. And 14-6, to six, they outhit Kentucky in winning that first game. Hannah Gamble, who here on the morning show, went two for four with a couple RBI. Game two, how about Ryland Hedgecock? How about that? Not one, not two, three home runs. The hat trick. And matched her career high in RBI with seven. Got to base in all four plate appearances, so good for her. And then they dropped the finale in a uh, 3-1 ball game. So, there you go. All right, let's go to the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Bubba Carpenter standing by, ready to rock and roll for a recap of a disappointing trip to Athens. Zone to be joined by former Razorback baseball player and current Diamond Hog color commentator, Bubba Carpenter. Bubba Carpenter is brought to you by Johnston's Home Center in Benton. Visit them on the web at johnstonshomecenter.com. Johnston's Home Center in Benton. If they don't have it, you probably don't need it. Now, let's play ball with Bubba Carpenter. Okie dokie. Bubba, welcome. I wish it was under better circumstances, but the sun still came out today, as John Fogarty just sang to us. So, you know what? Today's a new day, and this week's a new week, and better days ahead, hopefully, for this Razorback team. Yeah, I hear you, fellas. I see the sun keeps coming up. That's the beautiful thing about baseball. We get to go back at it again tomorrow night. But, yeah, it's kind of a tough weekend for the Hogs. So let's start with uh, game by game here. We'll go back to Thursday, and I just called it a you know case of missed opportunities. Obviously, you know you didn't didn't uh, hold them off the board enough to win the game, but you left eleven guys on base, and there were just your one clutch hit away from winning the game despite all the setbacks. And obviously, Arkansas is dealing with some adversity from an injury standpoint too. But uh, give me your thoughts on what you saw Thursday, and uh, you know again eleven left on base, not a good recipe for trying to win games on the road. Uh, you just basically summed it up, Justin. It's one of those things where I mean, you look at, we made a couple of errors. Uh, one was a routine double play ball. Another was just a, just a, just an error. It kind of took a funny off. Um, you got bases loaded, nobody out in the eighth inning, and you strike out three times in a row. Now you can tip your hat to the pitcher and say they make good pitches, or you can say we got to be better at the plate in that situation. And that's the thing this team's done. It's, this team all year has found a way to win the one, the one two, three-run games. Any, any close game, we've been able to pretty much find a way to win it. And, boy, just couldn't do it this weekend. And, and it was missed opportunities. Uh, we, we, didn't, we didn't make plays when we needed to. We didn't make a few pitches when we needed to. And we didn't get the big hit. And it, and it kind of came back to honest. And, you know, Phil and I were talking earlier. If you go back and look at the, the, the past week, we gave a 25 run last week. 17 of those runs were on home runs. Mm. And, I mean, that just means there's, there's a lot of traffic on the bases uh, in Georgia. I mean, that's going all the way back to the UCA game. And, you know, the solo home run's not going to beat you, but when you make an error, walk a batter, give up a hit, and then give up the home run, those those are, those are killers. And that's that's kind of kind of what happened all weekend. You you get a first of all, uh, what what did you do when they they hit the grand slam? Did you hit anything? <laughs> well, you know what? I was I was in the middle of a game. Actually, I was oh. coaching. I had the phone on in my pocket, and before I could really figure out what was going on, um, I had several people come up to me and and let me know. And so yeah, it was a little it was frustrating. Um, Here's the thing, though, Wes. I mean, look at look at where we're at right now. We've got three freshmen trying to close out a game against a veteran Georgia team. If you look at that Georgia team, everyone in the lineup, they got one freshman, and he's a stupid stud. Yeah. Everyone else, they're all older players, and that's not making an excuse. That's just, it is what it is. I mean, you got Gage Wood, Christian Prouse, Ben Bidey trying to close out, you know, the last four innings of an SEC game and, and wins blowing out at the hitters' ballpark and you're facing really good veteran hitters. And so, you know, this can go two different ways. They can toughen these guys up and make them better down the road or they can lose confidence and kind of dwindle away. But I think it's, it's all good for them. Man, if we can just weather the storm 
and get through these next couple of weeks and, and get guys back healthy, you know, Tiger first, then Wagner and Joseph Berger as well, and get those guys back, then I think we're going to be in good shape. Who is the third string catcher? What happens, you know, if something happens? Well, we got Cal Kilgore. He's a red shirt, and I actually coached Cal. He played for me a couple of years ago. Um, Cal's a hard-nosed player, kind of fits Dave Van Orn's mold, but he's not ready for SEC play right now. He, he's scheduled to be redshirted. And then, you know, Peyton Holt, I guess, would be the emergency catcher hmm. uh, if we needed somebody else. But, you know, I don't know what's going to happen if, if, if Roland's out for a while. I don't know if they take back the redshirt of Cal. Um, or or start working with a paint hole. I don't know what they do, but it's, I mean, as far as I know, that's that's it. That's our only option. But look, Hudson Hudson Pope did a, a better job this weekend. You can see as the weekend yeah. went on, he did better. But if you go back to Thursday's game, I think if you know there might have been a little bit of a different outcome had had Roland been in there. Um, Parker Roland, just kind of the way he calls pitches. I think pitchers get comfortable with the way a catcher calls pitches, and then you get a different catcher back there you're not used to going to. Even though Matt Hobbs can talk to him in their ear, in the earpiece, and kind of make suggestions, it's that catcher calling the game. And so, you know, I think I think that might have had something to do with some of the, the extra base hits. Talking about Bob Carpenter on the brand of moving and storage hotline brought to you by Johnston's Home Center down in Benton. Uh, what about Josenberger? What's the what's the situation there with the hamstring? It was a weird weird play, first of all. But uh, what what do you know about his situation? Well, if you if you look at it, if Josenberger was a big donkey playing first base, that not a not a fast motor guy, <laughs> I wouldn't be worried about it. Um, Why gotta be a donkey? He's a <laughs> <laughs> but he's a leadoff guy yeah. that plays center field, a high-energy guy, fast motor. So when a guy like that hurts a hammy, that's not good. It could be it could be a while. I, I pulled a hammy uh, once right before the All-Star break, you know, back in the day, and it bugged me all year. I was out for a couple weeks. When I came back, it still... I wasn't 100% the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. I felt like it, you know, I was going to constantly pull it. And, boy, that's not good for Josenberger. But, look, I think I think Corey Wood, the trainer, does a great job of getting these guys patched up and back on the field. You know, they're going to do everything they can to get his his handy right. I just – I'm not – I haven't talked to Corey, so I don't know if it's completely pulled, if it's just a slight pull. It, it's just hard to say. But it, could, mm-hmm. it could be a few weeks. If our first baseman's a big donkey, is the Ole Miss first baseman a big jackass? <laughs> well, that's a good point, Wes. But yeah, you, you probably it's probably safe to say that. You don't call Brady Slavin's a donkey to his face, do you? I mean, that would hurt his feelings, I would think. No, Brady's not really a big donkey. Brady, Brady can move. He's athletic. He can move around a little bit. But I wouldn't consider him a big donkey. There you go. Okay. Um, I just thought it might be a first baseman. Who was the guy from Auburn? Who was the Auburn oh. dude last year? Yeah. <laughs> guy that looked like he played yeah. offensive line? Yes. Yeah, that's a big donkey that just goes yeah. at first base. He just rakes and yeah. bombs. So, that guy can't pull a hammy. Yeah. Yeah, Brady. Uh, Brady's <laughs> running out triples and stuff. I mean, he's yeah. definitely anything but. So. Yeah. What about A and M? I see they win another series. They come to a uh, bomb Walker Thursday night. A hot team. Yeah, they are. They're playing. They're playing really well right now. They they took two out of three from Kentucky, and I still can't figure Kentucky out. Sometimes I look at them, and I think they're a really good team. Other times I look at them, and think they're a tired team. Um, Kentucky finds a way to lose a lot of times, but you know, you look at you know A and M went in there and they took two out of three at you know at Kentucky, so. Um, A&M's got a good hitting team. I think they're second in the conference in hitting. Uh, their pitching, though, it's, they've had some pitching woes. They're 12th in the league in pitching. Uh, they're giving up some runs. Their starting pitching hasn't been real consistent, but we know they've got some good arms. Schlossnager does a great job. He does. He coaches similar to Dave Van Orn, pays attention to detail. So they're not a team that's going to give you a lot of runs. You've got to earn what, everything you get from them. So I think it's going to be a great series. I think the difference maker... It's going to be that the guys are back home at Baumwalker. They love playing at Baumwalker. They're comfortable at Baumwalker. I think that's going to be kind of the 12th man there. 
Let's hope so. We're coming up for the Thursday game. I need at least one win. I can't have another sweep. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be a. I don't want to be a part of that, Bubba. Um, it has been a weird year. I was just thinking about this, and I think we've probably alluded to this before, Wes. But when you think about injuries, I mean, basketball-wise, pretty obvious. The two big, big pieces that were injured this year that cost you know Nick Smith most of his year, and obviously you lost uh, another key cog for the for the remainder of the season. And then you go back to football. KJ missing some games and the the income the, the the outcome there. Bubba, I'm starting to think maybe we need to like I don't know like uh, sacrifice a chicken or something. I don't know. Do we need to do we need to get into some kind of weird ritual to try to break the curse because it has been a really hard year for injuries. This is going to be the memory of this season is injury 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 issues with all the uh, the major men's sports. Well, I mean, back in the day we would have we would talked about finding a slump buster, but we can we can talk about a slump buster another day. Yes, yes, we'll have That's to do right. that podcast. Yep. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, it it's been a crazy year, guys. And and you look at you know, pitching wise, obviously we know Wiggins, Cody Frank, Brady Tiger. But now position player wise, I mean, we got our three of our top position players out right now with Jerry Wagner, Parker Rowe, and Tavian Josenberger. Now, if you want to be a glass half full guy, if we make a couple of plays and make a couple of pitches, we still take two out of three from a really good Georgia team. I don't care that they're 4-11 when we went in. They're, they're a good team. They're a veteran team. So with all those pieces missing, we still one pitch and one hit away from, from winning the series. And that's what that's what's impressive. I try to take that away from the weekend. But yeah. to your point, I've never seen I've never seen a rash of injuries like this. And I don't know. I mean, yeah, it sucks for the other sports, but I don't care about the other sports. I care about Razorback baseball um, and what's going on right now. And I've never seen anything like this this many in one season. The key players. Mm-hmm. Would you rather see Hagen uh, closing out games? I know it's easy to say that now because they just blew one in the ninth inning. And I'll, I, and even if he had pitched on uh, Thursday night, I'm not sure if he'd have been available yesterday or not, but. Uh, the role for Hagen Smith. What is? What do you see as the ideal role for Hagen Smith? Okay, so you see the importance of, and, and Dave referred to it, and, and you know he was very blunt about it. This is why Hagen is so important. You know, he's one of the best pitchers in the country. Yet there's some weekends he only throws 50 pitches, and that's it. In a perfect world, Hagen comes in and closes out a game on Friday night. And throws. 20 pitches, comes back on on Sunday and closes out the game on Sunday in a perfect world, but we haven't been able to use him like that. We're only getting him one time per weekend. I just don't know, Wes. I think with our lack of experience at the end of the bullpen, I think you really have to keep Hagan kind of floating around like he is. I know that's not what a lot of people want to, want to hear, but I think I, I trust DVH on that and Hobbs, and, and I agree with him right now. I think that's the best role for Hagan. I saw somebody speculate when Tiger comes back, he could be starting. Well, yeah, that's that's kind of the that's kind of the thought process and kind of the the rumor. And I like that. Um, I said it before. You know, I said it a while back that the advantage to him coming back and kind of being a starter is you can control his pitch count. Let's say he comes in in the ninth inning, to close out a game, and and things get crazy. He could throw a bunch of pitches in one inning. Um, or maybe in the eighth inning he comes in, where if he's if he's if he's opening a game or starting a game, you can control and get him out of there whenever you want. And I think that's I think that's a smart way to bring him back. You know, even though the back of the bullpen needs him, I think uh, I think that's the best way to do it. Just let him start a game, go three innings, get him out of there, and then start to build him up a little bit and possibly keep him in that role or maybe have him in kind of a floating rope kind of like Bacon. Bubba, you expect Dylan Carter to be available this weekend? Don't know anything about it. It worries me that Dylan only threw 38 pitches. I, I think he threw 38 pitches on Thursday. Uh, Thursday, And he couldn't go on Sunday. So I, I don't have any update on that at all. Um, but I would expect him to be back. I think if, if there were an issue there, we would know about it. I think he's just been used a lot. and I think his arm is just sore. I think they could have thrown him, um, but they just didn't want to. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we'll have to wait and see. But you know, I I don't have any other other news on there for you. Sorry, Justin. I might as well ask the uh, 
hand solution that's sitting in here for uh, the uh, the Purell over there. Who's going to start tomorrow? Because I'll probably get just as good an answer as I'm going to get from you. But I'm going to ask anyway. Any idea? Who do you think is the most likely? You know, it's like it's like handicapping horses. Who do you think is the most likely starter tomorrow? You know, I think I think Parker Coyle, a freshman lefty, will get the start uh, tomorrow. It would be my would be my guess. We're we're a little bit thin right now, um, so you know, there's certain guys that we know are not going to throw. Having that quick turnaround, having A and M coming in on Thursday hurts us. I wish it was a series where we're Friday, Saturday, Sunday, because um, you know Missouri State always plays tough. So, but I would think Parker Coyle is probably going to be the yep. guy. You know, we still have Zach. Zach Morris hasn't thrown. He, we're still trying to get him back right. We really need Zach to step yeah. up. So Boy. I think we're going to see both those guys. And then, you know, from there, we'll just kind of piece it together and, and do the best we can. Uh, for the record, the Purell agrees with you. I'm getting a nod from over there from the hand sanitizer. <laughs> so that's good. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. We had not talked about Zach in a couple of weeks. That would be great to get him back on, you know, something close to what we saw last year from him. And he's been kind of a topic of conversation through the season. He's had some moments, but hopefully that uh, maybe this can be the springboard for him. We'll see. Uh, good deal. Well, I just, hopefully. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, I just. I was going to say, hopefully. Yeah. He warmed up a couple of times this weekend. Okay. Um, he was even up. Uh, in the in the ninth inning on Saturday, um, or the eighth inning, bottom of the eighth on Saturday, he was up, ready to come in, and they they stuck with uh, they stuck with Bybee. I just checked the weather in Springfield tomorrow. Looks like sixty five and cloudy, but I don't see any precipitation in the forecast. So maybe okay to play up there. We'll see. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Hey, we need to we need to get out there and play. We really do. It could be kind of a trap game for us, though. That's the only bad thing about it. You know, because they're going to go all in to win this game, I think. Mm-hmm. And we're we're just trying to get healthy and get set up for the weekend. So, yeah. you know, it could be a trap game. But I think I think these guys are kind of mad. They're a little bit mad over the weekend. And I think they'll probably go in there and take it out on Missouri State. Yeah, maybe so. I think I'd rather have them rest. I'm going to send Nuke Lush up there tonight or, or Crash Davis and have him turn on the sprinklers overnight. Maybe we can get a rain out tomorrow. We'll see. <laughs> so. I hear you, yeah. All right, Bubble, listen, thanks for the uh, time. We're looking forward to it. Hopefully we've got a, a little more uh, positive to talk about next week. Hopefully some guys will be back off injury. I mean, we're obviously hoping to see Tiger this weekend, and maybe hopefully Joseberg's issue isn't as serious as maybe it looked like it was. So we'll see. We're going to we're gonna hope for the best next week. Yeah, well, hey, we got positive stuff. we got Chris Curry. I, I got to listen to the end of Chris Curry. Mm-hmm. And um, I tell you what, he's doing a great job there at UALR. Um I don't know. I really like what he's doing with that program. So we got we, there's there's a lot of positives in in that part of the state. We'll get things going back right the right direction here in Northwest Arkansas. Does so, right. uh, keep your head up. We're gonna be all right, Justin. We are heading up there this week. We'll see you Thursday. Yeah. Sounds good, fellas. I'll see you on Thursday. Go hard. All right. Thanks, Bubba. Bubba Carpenter, thanks to Johnston's Home Center down in Benton. Appreciate them. And uh, obviously, if you can't find what you need there, you probably don't actually need it after all, it turns out. 11.28, we're going to take a time out, come back. Game balls and jock straps. We've got a special guest coming up at the bottom of the 12 o'clock hour today as well. It is our new sponsor, Dr. Grant Dennis. It's our new Champs and Chumps sponsor. We'll tell you about his new um, opportunity for you to eat healthy. We could all use a little bit more of that in our lives. So we'll visit with him a little bit later. It's 11.29. Take a time out. If you've got chance and chumps, you can send them in. Or you can call them in. 661-1037. That's our phone number. Or hit us up on the First Arkansas Bank and Trust text line at the same number. Or ask your record live fan feedback. Through our listen line button. That's okay, baby, Our care is a system of medical providers dedicated to bringing you the highest quality of health care. Our care, so you can live your story. This is Sports Center. It was a busy weekend on the hardwood in the NBA. Only one series has seen a sweep. The Philadelphia 76ers took care of the Brooklyn Nets in four games, and they did so without their star center, Joel Embiid. Also, over the course of the weekend, the Lakers took a 2-1 series lead on the Memphis Grizzlies. 111-101 was a score in game number three, despite 45 points from Ja Morant. Yesterday, the defending champion Golden State Warriors evened up their series with the Sacramento Kings in a 126-125 thriller. The Boston Celtics 129-121 over the Atlanta Hawks. They lead now 3-1. And the Minnesota Timberwolves staved off elimination with a 114-108 Game 4 win over the Denver Nuggets. I'm Josh Neighbors for the Buzz Radio Network.
more than a century, Arkansans have come to Oaklawn to play, to bet, and to win. Now, we're coming to you. Introducing Oaklawn Sports, the new mobile betting app from Oaklawn. Bet anywhere in Arkansas. Download the app on Apple and Google Play and take advantage of first bet insurance up to $250. Oaklawn Sports, Arkansas's trusted brand. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Honey, what should we do today? Let's climb that Pinnacle Mountain. Sounds great. I believe you turn here on Rodney Parham. Arkansans know that not everything here sounds like it's spelled. For example, great customer service is pronounced Guadney. Buick GMC. And right now is the best time of the year to trade up in North Little Rock. New Sierras at just 0.9%. GMC Terrain at 1.9%. And how about no payments for three months? Plus, those with storm claims in Pulaski, Cross, or Lone Oak Counties may qualify for an extra $1,000 rebate. See dealer for details. Oh, that was fun. Now let's go visit El Dorado. Is that in Saline County? Should I turn here on Cantrell? Never mind. Let's just go visit Guatney Buick GMC. 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. Call 501-945-4444. GuatneyBuickGMC.com. GMC. We are professional grade. All offers for the group credit. Let's talk about Mosquito Joe misting systems. Misting systems are perfect for properties that have extremely high mosquito activity, and you just can't seem to get them out of your way. It's like having a Mosquito Joe technician on your property 24-7. Great for homes with patios, pools, even horse barns and places like that. If you think a misting system might be right for you, give Mosquito Joe a call. Mention you heard it on the buzz and get $200 off your misting system installation. Visit arkansas.mosquitojoe.com. If you want sports and entertainment, then you've come to the right place. You're in the zone with Justin Inquiry and Wes Moore. Coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio on the Buzz Radio Network. Justin Acre, Westmore, and HB. HB, if you've got any game balls or jockstraps, love to hear from you on those. We're going to get into those right about, I don't know, now or so, roughly. Game balls and jockstraps are brought to you by a caddy's touch landscape. Josh Dickinson is a former PGA caddy, so he knows what good grass looks like. If you'd like to take your yard to the next level, then hit up Josh and his crew at a caddy's touch landscape. 501-794-2770. Call today. The floor is yours, gentlemen. Okay. I defer. I'm going to give a game ball to Drew Maggi. Drew is 33 years old, baseball player for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Spent 13 years in the minor leagues, and he finally got that special call. He'll play for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Going from double A to the big league after 13 years. Can you imagine hanging on that long? 1,154 minor league games. A 15th round selection by the Pirates in 2010. And yes, 13 years. Promoting... Him up from Double A Altoona, Pennsylvania. I assume he's going to wear number thirty-nine for saw, the Pirates. Saw that Dave Parker's number. It's a pretty cool story. Yeah, it's very good. We'll have to talk to our uh, whatever minor league guest we get tomorrow. Obviously, the goal is not to spend thirteen years there, but it gives you some hope that you can get out at yeah. some point if things go well. HB, what you got from the uh, anything from the NBA? No, of course, Any- it's from the NBA. Okay, I didn't know if you watched the boxing match this weekend. I don't know. That was an awesome match. I saw the highlights because, you know, all it takes is 10 seconds and everything is on Twitter, so it doesn't take long at all. That is but, true. But um, my game ball has to go to, even though they're not my favorite team, the Golden State Warriors because just two games ago, they were talking about they were done. It's over. The dynasty is finished. They're 0-2. They're not coming back. And now the series is tied up again and everything changes once again. Now, Sacramento still has, you know, home court advantage, but – Golden State took care of home. They won there, too. So now it's tied up going back to Sacramento, 2-2. And now the Warriors, they're the champs until they aren't the champs anymore. That's pretty much how it goes. That is true. Yes. But none of us think they're going to win the title. 
Okay, maybe we do. It's, it, but see, that's the thing. You can't count them out because then you see Steph doing what Steph does, hitting threes from 28 feet like it's no problem. And it's like when they're hitting shots like that and Klay Thompson's hitting shots and Draymond's making plays, and then you got Jordan Poole actually playing a decent game, it's, they can pretty much beat anybody. All right. Well, that's anything else? Yeah, jockstrap. Okay. For the NFL players that were suspended Friday for the season, and half a season for those who were betting on uh, NFL games or betting on other sports at the facility. Can't do that. You, look, if you want to gamble, that's fine. Don't gamble on the NFL. But just don't gamble there at the facility or on the team plane or at the team hotel. That's pretty simple instructions right there. And now you're going to miss half the season because of just a dumb move. Yeah, like I said last week, I don't know all the rules, but they do, and they're the ones who have to follow them, not me. I can gamble wherever I want. We don't have any rules on that at the bus. We don't. There's no rules. You can do whatever you want. I'm too broke to gamble, man. I got kids. Same. Same. If you're trying to pay your bills by gambling, probably not a good career move. Yeah. Sometimes it comes down to it. I'm going to give a game ball to... The UAPB men's golf team. This will be oh, the yeah. first time I've ever given one to them. Uh, I can't say that I follow college golf very closely, but I saw this story that uh, Roger Totten led his team to its first ever conference championship, and they have earned an automatic berth to the NCAA Regional, which we announced early next month. I guess at the end of this week. But uh, pretty cool story, and some of the other coaches around there, Solomon Bozeman among them, and Coach Hampton from the football team say they're going to try to emulate what's happened. Basically setting the standard high, try to meet that standard. So kudos to the UAPB men's golf team for making it to the uh, NCAAs. That's very cool. Uh, Jockstrap to Nate Diaz. Although I will say, Nate, it didn't look like to me he started it, but I didn't see enough video beforehand. But Nate definitely ended it. And it wasn't a particularly violent incident. There were some guys that were jawing. It was outside the convention center in New Orleans this weekend. And the 38-year-old had been at the boxing card there, apparently. And you saw the guy kind of come up in his face and, like, kind of put his hands up. Then they sort of tied up. And then Nate kind of got him in a front chokehold. And then he laid him gently into the street and walked away. <laughs> um, so I, we don't know what started it. Why are you starting to fight with Nate Diaz? It's not good. The guy probably didn't know what he was doing. Um so uh, Dana White weighed in. He said Diaz is going to get sued like a mother blanker afterwards. <laughs> I don't know that he is because he could have been a lot worse. And it's not like he kicked the guy when he was down. He defended himself and he laid the guy down to me. I didn't see any, if that was all that was. I didn't. I didn't see an issue with it honestly. Um, and again, if he started the fight, maybe and there were other guys involved, but I didn't see any real significant violence. It looked like it broke up pretty quickly. And as soon as the guys laid out in the street in New Orleans, you know it's probably time to move because the police officers are. Uh, hello, my bad. Are not far behind, so like you want to get get to getting. But I'll be curious to see if there are any charges filed against Nate Diaz. My prediction is no. Did he literally lay him down? Yeah, basically, Did like he? I got you in a front chokehold and I, I kind of pushed you over into the street, like. But it wasn't super violent. Yeah. And the guy was over, went over the curb. They were up on the on the curb on the sidewalk, and so like his butt maybe or his legs are laying up on the curb, and he's down on the street, and then and he just walked away. It's not like he kicked him in the head afterwards or something. I, I think that's the best outcome that could have happened for that. That guy, guy got yeah. off easy. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like for real. I'd be like, Your Honor, I could have killed this dude. Like I, I didn't even really hurt him. I just put him to sleep for a second. He's fine. I mean, unless the guy has brain damage or something. I didn't think it was bad. If you're going to get... I mean, would you rather get beat up, punched in the face, nose broken, I mean, orbital bone broken, lose some teeth, or chokehold? I'd rather go night-night. Then I wake up, and guess what? I can go out in New Orleans that night. But if you bust my face up and you knock my teeth out, my Uh night is over. And you probably got knocked out anyway that way, too. Yes, exactly. And admittedly, this guy's pretty stupid, obviously, if he's stepping to Nate Diaz. Or, here's my other thing, too. Like, I just sort of have a policy at my age, and this kid was obviously younger than me. But I don't fight guys. I would never fight somebody that I didn't know. Because you don't know people. Like, you don't know if they're going to pull a gun or they're going to pull a knife. And I don't know if you've been watching the news. People don't seem too afraid to pull out weapons in the middle of a scuffle, which used to be a fist fight. So I'm only fighting dudes that I know. 
and guys that I think, <laughs> A, if I if I win, fine, or B, if I lose, they're not going to kick me in the head when I'm on the ground after they punch me in the face. Oh, yeah. No, people don't fight fair anymore, man. No, that's my policy. I only fight dudes that I know. I never fight people I don't know. That's my, that's my new rule. So, there was a time where that was not my policy. But uh, you take it on the chin a couple times, and you're like, I don't think I'm going to mess with people I don't know anymore. So you were just out on the street just fighting random? I wouldn't say that. I'm not, I've never really been a big fighter, but like I was, I, my mouth, you won't believe this, my mouth got me in trouble a couple of times. No. Yes. You, you, you chill out. So weird, huh? <laughs> uh, I'm going to give a game ball to Simone Biles and her husband, Jonathan Owens. They got married over the weekend. She's 26. He's 27. And he plays for the Texans, so that still qualifies as an NFL player. And yeah. I don't know how good he is, but I do know this. Not very good. <laughs> They're going to probably, I, I mean, you know, you'd think, you'd think, probably going to have, uh, you know, some kids that are fairly athletic. I'm just saying. So no doubt. That'll be fun. That'll be fun for them. Good for them. Game balls Why do I keep doing that? Quick, quick, clicking the wrong button, dummy. I'm so <laughs> stupid. Um, and Wes, I'm going to do this for you, my friend. Thank you. Texas Rangers outfielder Adolis Garcia had quite a Saturday night as they struggled to an 18-3 victory over the Oakland A's. By the way, HB, I don't know how closely you follow baseball. The Oakland A's are, in fact, the worst team in the major leagues. Have they won a couple of games? They've won a couple of games, but they suck. They're bad, huh? Bad. (laughs) Terrible. The worst record in the majors. Garcia hit three home runs in the first five innings off of these bums the other day, and then he was having so much fun, he hit two doubles, too. Just for the fun of it? For the fun of it. For the fun of it. Uh, fourth player in Major League history to hit three home runs and two doubles in the same game. The first player in American League history ever to do it. Bruce Boshi, who is the manager for the Rangers. How old is Bruce? 75? Yeah, he came out of retirement it to, is for amazing. this team. I didn't yeah. even realize that. Yeah. Anyway, he said what he did tonight is just impressive. You think? Thanks, Coach. It's fun to watch great athletes when they get locked in and have a night like tonight. Dude is impressive. It was fun watching him swing. I went back and watched all the highlights today. He was uh, he was mashing for sure. Boki's 68. Man, he's been around the game, well, I guess his whole life, basically. Mm-hmm. Adult life. So uh, I think that's all I got. Um, I guess I'll give... Uh, oh, Oh, yeah. Dylan Brooks. I forgot to give him one. Oh, yeah, no. Dylan Brooks, yeah. He's, he's just ridiculous. To, to try to flip and say, oh, the media's turning me into a villain after he's been playing this whole role. See, that's what I'm talking about, Wes. I cannot stand this. <laughs> I know we're an affiliate on Bus, dude, but I'm sorry. I, the, the, I just, I you don't have to like him. I can't. We're a Razorback affiliate, and sometimes I'm mad at the Razorbacks, too. Oh, yeah, so that's true. Okay. This uh, from the 501 reminds me. Drew Smiley gets a game ball. Yes! Catcher gets a jockstrap. Yes. Drew Smiley, seven innings. Perfect baseball. No hitter. They're up no 13 errors. to nothing. Perfect game going Set after seven innings. Eighth inning, leadoff. Excuse me. I mean, it was in on the hands and just a little dribbler. Smiley rolls over, runs over to pick it up and throw it to first base, and the catcher runs up on him and basically tackled Smiley. No hitter gone. Perfect game gone. Should have been an error. That's what I thought. Well, perfect game would have been over, but you yeah, still had no hitter. No hitter. Yeah. Had to settle for a shutout. They still won thirteen nothing. I saw the debate that that's the catcher's ball, and Smiley should have got out of the way. And then others were saying, no, that's the I, pitcher's ball. I never saw the video. I only saw oh, the still shot of the, of the collision. It was sad. Not for hilarious. him. Yeah, he didn't think it was very You're funny. Like, Gosh, that's so Chicago Cubs. I'm sorry. I think we have a better record than the Rangers do, pal. No. Why don't you watch it? No. How many, how many wins you got? 14. 14 and 7. Okay. Cubs. No, we don't have 14 wins. No. Okay. Texas has the best, uh, or the second best run di- differential in, in all of baseball right now. Behind Tampa? Yep. Oh, by Cubs the way. Cubs are 12 and 9. Okay, Tampa gets a game ball, too. Sorry, just my head, my uh, hair on my neck stood up there. Picking on my Cubs for no reason. They're having a good year. Shut up. They are. Why don't you go after St. Louis? Leave me alone. St. Louis is... Uh, I think this is the first time they've been this far below 500 um, in like 15 years at this point in the season. Maybe I read something about that. I don't know what it was exactly. That's completely out of my butt. I pulled that out. But anyway, um, yeah, pick on the right people, pal. Back off. Giving game balls to the Cubs and making fun of them. I mean, that's just, you know, it's mean. I give them a jock strap, too. It's yeah. a combination. That's dumb. Um, Tampa Bay, by the way, did something else. What was it? 
I think they have. I think they have the most strikeouts of any team at this hmm. point in the season. Their pitchers do, or their yes, hitters yes. do? No, not their hitters. Okay. Obviously, things are going well for them. I think it was in Sunday's paper. I could be wrong. Tampa breaks home oh home run record. Totally wrong. Oh. <laughs> Tampa breaks home run record. Moves to twelve and zero at home. The Tampa eighteen and three best start in major league since 03. Da da da. Blah blah blah. Home runs. Words. Words. Things and. Major League record by going deep in each of its first 21 games. Oh. Pretty good. Kudos. All right. 11.46. And we will return. Some first Arkansas Bank and Trust text line. Yeah, and I can tell you what the SEC is mulling about, mulling over how to stop fans from running onto the field and here's or my, onto the court. And I will tell you that, uh, here's my tease, I don't like their idea at all. Uh, as we take a break, let me tell you about Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort. Had another great weekend this weekend, another million dollar stakes race in the Oaklawn Handicap, and oh, I forgot to give two game balls. Idiot, Justin. Um, I had two from Oakland, actually. Brad Cox and Steve Asmussen. Steve Asmussen became the leading trainer in the history of Oakland Racing, I believe, is what it was, passing the great Bob Holtus. Surpassed Bob Holtus as the all-time winningest trainer with Red Route 1, hmm. who won in the Bathhouse Rose Stakes. So kudos to Steve. That's a horse that's had a lot of success at Oakland this year. 868 Oakland victory for Asmussen and his 48th at this meet. Congrats to the 57-year-old. Brad Cox also gets a game ball. The two-time Eclipse Award winner set a single-season Oakland record for stakes victory for a trainer when he had uh, the heavily favored Merlazza capturing Saturday's Valley of the Vapors for three-year-old Phillies. He has 21 victories at this Oakland meeting with 43% coming in stakes company. Guy is having another great season. Kudos to Brad Cox and Steve Asmussen. Anyway, this week, more great racing at Oakland. And we've only got a couple of weeks left for live racing. So, if you're wanting it, you better go and get it. Because it won't be here long. May 6th, of course, is the final day of live racing at Oakland. And that is also Kentucky Derby Saturday. So, if in, you're thinking about it, you uh, better make your plans. You can book your room at Oakland.com. If you can't make it down there, of course, you can go to your Oakland Anywhere account and wager on the races. But get down there and take advantage of it while you can. Soak up some sun in the infield and enjoy the live racing while it lasts at Oakland. Great restaurant options as well. The Oakerman Bar over the weekend. The Bugler through the week as well. And some great casual dining options also. And, of course, the great spa. And the rooms are spectacular. Texas Tenors, the next big show, May 6th. But there's live racing every weekend at Oakland. So get over there and take advantage of it in Hot Springs. This is Pat Bradley for Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union in Benton. It's time to get outside and enjoy the great outdoors with a new boat, motorcycle, personal watercraft, or RV. Alcoa Community FCU has low-rate fund loans. Apply securely for your fund loan online at alcoacommunityfcu.org. Now serving Grant, Garland, Hot Spring, and Perry Counties. Are you still on the sidelines? Then it's time you suit up and get in the game. Download Arkansas's favorite sports wagering app, Bet Saracen, today. Your Arkansas Travelers have a new home. Hear every pitch, every crack of the bat on 106.7 Buzz 2. For the full calendar, go to Travs.com. It's the greatest game on dirt, and you can hear it at 106.7 Buzz 2. For the past 20 years, Home for Healing has offered support to parents of NICU infants, cancer patients and their caregivers, and families with a loved one in ICU. On Friday, April 28th, they'll be hosting a golf tournament at the Country Club of Arkansas in Maumelle. This year, Chris Johnson will be honored as Volunteer of the Year at the tournament. Go to homeforhealing.org to sign up your team for the Home for Healing Golf Tournament presented by Tito's Handmade Vodka at the Country Club of Arkansas. And tune in to The Buzz on the 28th as The Zone will be broadcasting live thanks to Arkansas Urology. John Smith's Home Center in Benton is in the middle of an inventory reduction sale. So what does that mean for you? Savings. Save on the full line of steel products to help you on the outside of your house. And on the inside? Save on washers, dryers, stoves, refrigerators from Maytag, GE, Samsung, and Frigidaire. Is the inventory reduction sale going on now at Johnston's Home Center in Benton? Remember, if Johnston's doesn't have it, you probably don't need it. Greatness doesn't happen overnight. 
It takes time, focus, and dedication. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that because we put in the hard work and dedication for decades. And that commitment has paid off with award-winning customer service for your auto, home, and life insurance. See Gary Elmore in Lonoke, Todd Matthews in Benton, or Lawrence Forrester in Cabot today. Look, I get it. We all receive a lot of messages and calls. But when you're driving, they can wait. Slow down, phone down. Work zone crashes have increased by 70% in Arkansas over the last four years. Law enforcement officers are patrolling work zones with zero tolerance for speeding or distracted drivers. When you enter a work zone, remember, slow down, phone down. It's the law. A message from the Arkansas Department of Transportation and the Arkansas Highway Safety Office. Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer presents Movie Trivia with Morning Mayhem. Listen every Wednesday morning for your chance to play and win. Morning Mayhem Movie Trivia every Wednesday brought to you by Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer on 103.7 The Buzz. Welcome back to the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. If you're looking for sports and entertainment, then look no further. You're in the zone with Justin Acri and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. It is 11.52. Welcome back on a sunny Monday. Tomorrow we're at the ballpark with the Travs. Thursday we're at the ballpark with the Hogs. At least not... Not the beginning, but we're going to be up there. We're going to be up there for Bradford Marine ATV, hanging out with Levin Company, and then we're going to go to the ball game and root on the hogs over the Aggies, because you know how much I love A&M, Wes. Not very much. Uh, more on SEC matchups in a second. And then on Friday, we are at the Home for Healing golf tournament over at uh, the Country Club of Arkansas. All right, so the SEC, West up to their dirty tricks again. What are they doing? Yeah, the uh, conference is looking into ways of uh, trying to uh, get people to quit storming the field or the court after games. Uh, you know, they've been fining universities, and that doesn't seem to work. You know, the, you got $250,000 fines being handed out. The Razorbacks have paid $250,000 fine, but it's not stopping it from happening. And the SEC is dead serious about this. They want it to stop, so they're coming up with ways. And this is from Pat Ford from uh, Sports Illustrated. He uh, he said that there are two proposals that they're going to discuss. One of the proposals is dr- very drastic. You, you uh, storm the field, storm the court again, you forfeit the game. That game you're celebrating that your team just won, you would forfeit that victory, and it would be a loss. That's one drastic proposal. Mm. Another uh, pretty drastic proposal would be you would lose a home football game or a home basketball game. Uh, their their proposal would be like, let's say you storm the court against Kentucky, the Wildcats, and you're scheduled to play them next year at home. Kentucky would get that game, and you would lose that home game and have to play an additional road game. Or it could happen in football. You know, you storm the field after beating Alabama finally. Well, the next time you're supposed to play Alabama, I guess in two years, you would play at Alabama. So, you'd, in th- you know, in theory, you'd play Alabama three straight times on the road. Mm. What do you think about this, Wes? I, here's the deal, and I know where they're I feel it's unnecessary. I understand where they're coming from. They're, they're protecting themselves. They don't want to have a day where someone dies on the field, a fan gets trampled and dies. Okay. That's the that, that no that is the worst case scenario. Well, yeah. Could it happen? Yes, it could. What are the odds? Not great, but well, I, I've so, been so in far, one. percent. I'll tell you this: I was on the field uh, for the LSU game when with Bielema and they stormed the the field. Mm-hmm. I was caught up in it, mm-hmm. dude. I'm I'm one of the biggest guys out there, and there was nowhere for me to go. I, you, you, it felt like uh, you're in the ocean, mm-hmm. and you're it's just a wave, and you just have to go with the flow. Mm-hmm. There's no going. And if I'd have fallen, yeah, I could have been trampled to death. <laughs> You're so dramatic. I'm, no, I'm serious. That's how bad I mean, it was. I don't mean to be. I don't mean to be just. If someone would have fallen, st- they they really could have died that day. Yeah, Wes. Uh, they could have. Well, sure, yeah. but it never ever happens. And there's the storming of the court in the field every year, multiple times. So it's never ever happened. So it's obviously not that likely. We've seen it in other sports for sure. But I mean, I don't. I don't. I've said for the for the record many times. I don't think fans have any business being on the field whatsoever. Yeah. Um, it's not something I want to do. And there is no upside. 
I get the unbridled enthusiasm, but mm-hmm. it's unnecessary completely. But I think you cannot forfeit a game over something like that. That's way too harsh. And the movement of a game, again, you're talking about millions of dollars at stake now. I mean, yeah, yeah the fines are one thing. But my also, I would also say, like, what constitutes a storming? Like, what if 10 drunken knuckleheads run on the field? Are you going to lose the game? Are you going to lose the home game the next year? I, I just don't know how you're going to police that. And what's the number? Like, if, if 10's not a big deal, is 50 the number? Is it 100? Is it 1,000? I mean, what is it? I don't know. I just I think that's way too harsh. And, you know, you can put up, I mean, if you want, you could have barricades that go up in the fourth quarter and block everybody from being able to reach the court, I guess. You certainly can't put it on security because you want to talk about a likelihood mm. of somebody being significantly injured, seriously injured. If the security literally did not want a single body on the field, you would have violent interactions between security and fans, and that's not a good look for anybody either. Mm-hmm. There is a high likelihood somebody's going to get hurt or killed there. So it is a pickle for sure. I get it. Uh, I wish fans would not go on the field or the court. I just don't think you have any business there. But as long as it's a thing, I just don't know how you're going to police it unless you, again, you put up barricades that can't be, you know, you can't go over them. You know what they do in soccer? Yeah, you'd have to put up basically big fences around the outside. Because that's what happened in soccer. They didn't get trampled and died on the field. They got trampled in the stands trying to get down to the field. Right. Yeah. and so it's worked in soccer, I guess. But do you want to look through a chain link fence the entire no, night? Yeah, no. I don't think so either. And maybe you could have them where they pop up. I don't know. There's technology today. I don't know. It'd probably be a significant ask and a big spend. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. But that, that to me, I don't think there's any chance that proposal goes through. But that's pretty harsh. Yeah, I just I don't want to do put you, I don't trust the fans to be responsible to not screw their own team when alcohol is involved. I just don't. And again, what's the number? Is it three fans? What if one jack wagon runs down there and streaks? Does that count? No. But it would stop it. Don't you think? I don't know. I mean, uh, it would, it would definitely it yeah. would definitely decrease it the 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 uh, it, likelihood, and I think it would be, you'd have very few incidents. Yeah. If, if they put that rule out, you uh, they go the you know the crazy route. You forfeit the game if you uh, if you do this. If Arkansas beats Alabama, and, they, and this is pro, you, you can't you can't storm the field. You you wouldn't let anyone do it. Anybody around you that was talking about you, like no 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 no, we cannot do this. Man, that sucks too. Because I mean, as you much as I people? just said, I don't think you should get to storm the field after 18 years or whatever it's been since they beat Alabama. You probably do deserve to. Man, that sucks. Well, I hope it doesn't happen, but we'll see what what shakes out. Um, it's 11:58. We're up against the top of the hour. We've got a special guest next hour, a new sponsor, and entertainment and birthdays. So stay tuned. We're going to have some fun if you want to weigh in on that. First Arkansas Bank and Trust text line, Asher Record Live Fan Feedback, or call us at 501-661-1037. Many Arkansans are left without a vehicle to trade, which means no sales tax credit to take advantage of. Because of this, Guatney Chevrolet will be paying the sales tax on all vehicles sold this month, whether new or pre-owned. And if you lost your vehicle in Pulaski Cross or Lone Oak County, Guatney will apply an extra $1,000 rebate to your new Chevy. We're here to help. 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville. 